Welcome to the Rated JG Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Gilly. Thank you all for tuning in. What's going on, everybody? Coming back with another episode of the Rated JG Podcast. Thank you all for tuning in again for what I think is going to be a pretty fun little recap here. So today's episode is solely going to be based around one of the biggest events uh, in the Dallas area in recent history, Uh, and it was the Winter Classic, which is an outdoor hockey event that's held um, every January 1st. Um, It's just a one-time game, uh, outdoor venue, and it's typically held like I, uh, I think I mentioned it on my last podcast, it's typically held in a northern state where the temperatures are a little bit more permitting and, um, you know, like the bigger hockey markets. So like Philadelphia, New York, so on and so forth. But we had it here this year on January the 1st. So got to ring in the new year and start 2020 with some outdoor hockey action. And I was lucky enough to attend it with my wife. And it was seriously, there, it can't even put it into words, the experience. It was something I'm going to remember for the rest of my life. It was insane. It was there was a lot of ups and downs, but it was just everything that you could hope it could be and more. Uh, so I kind of thought it was, there was a couple of things I wanted to touch on and just kind of give you uh, the emotional ride that came along with this day from start to finish. So starting from uh, the get-go, the game started or was supposed to start at like 1 p.m. Um, anybody that goes to sporting events of this caliber, of this size, if you've ever been to like a playoff game or a big spectacle like this, Typically, it's not going to happen right on time. There's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of different people you have to please. There's different musical acts and thousands upon thousands of attendees. So if everything goes according to plan, it's going to happen on time. But anyways, most of the hockey games we attend here in the DFW area are at night. You know, it's 7, 7.30, depending on what day of the week the game is. But it's always in the evening. So number one. Kind of went out and partied on New Year's, wasn't feeling so hot the next the next morning, but had things to do, so got up and made the trek down to Fair Park um, early in the morning, and um, because you got to think, the game was at one, so there's going to be traffic anyways, because it's you know New Year's, or everybody's done with their traveling typically, so probably going to go home, so you had traffic coming to and from, it's Fair Park, and it's Dallas, so there's always traffic anyways, and this had this particular event had like 86,000 people there. Think about that. 86,000 people in one general vicinity to watch one event. So that was insane. So we had to plan accordingly. So we left pretty early and sure enough, caught traffic. And then it was freaking mayhem trying to get into the Cotton Bowl. So the Cotton Bowl is in Fair Park where the, the State Fair of Texas is held. And we uh, show up, and it was kind of like deceiving at first. Uh, I mean, there was definitely traffic, but if in order to get to the actual Cotton Bowl Stadium, you have to go through the entry gate and then kind of walk through the fairgrounds to get to it. So we're like, oh yeah, this is, this is there's definitely a lot of people here. Then you turn the corner to where you can actually see where the pregame festivities are happening, and like where all the beers being sold and food, and the actual stadium itself. And oh my God. I've never in my life, I didn't even know there was that many human beings in that area. It was nuts. I mean, we were like freaking ass to elbow with everybody in there and it like like sardines in a can. It was 
very overwhelming. People are freaking rude and they're bumping into each other. And I mean, it's hockey. So everybody's kind of aggressive and drinking beer and whatnot. And I'm kind of hung over and wanting to get to my seats and trying to swim through a, a sea of 86,000 people. So it was nuts. So we're starting out not on a very good foot. You know, I have all these high expectations of what's going to go on and, oh, it's going to be perfect. Well, you know, the first hour or two, it probably took us about an hour once we were even at the game or excuse me, at the uh, fairgrounds to get into the stadium. Think about that. That's, we're literally looking at the venue and it took us an hour to get into it. That's insane. So we go in there after all that crap blows over and we're like, all right, now we're starving because we haven't eaten because we've been trying to get in this place for an hour took about an hour and a half to get here game's about to start got to get something and those lines are out longer than you could ever imagine and we get up there and it's like they have chips and cheese so nachos and peanuts that's all that i could have in our section i'm like okay whatever so got both of them got a couple beers and we're like okay ready to go and then by the first intermission they were out of everything except for water and pepsi that was I mean, at least in my section everything that they had and there was multiple concession stands multiple beer trough guys everything was gone it was it was nuts so you have you know, obviously that's pissing people off but then this this leads me into, into the actual game itself so let's talk about the game first period starts you know we have the national anthem the jets fly over everyone's you know screaming you know stars during the national anthem it was it was nuts the energy was you couldn't deny it it was it was just like electric then the puck drops and it was a shit show and it was like within the first three minutes Corey perry who is a veteran player uh, we just acquired him this year and he has a resume that's in i mean very very he's a very highly sought after free agent um, he's got a, he's been in the league for a very long time. He's very accomplished, but he does have undoubtedly he's known as a troublemaker. He's you know the the bruiser, the the antagonizer, the one that's going to be talking crap. I mean he he's that guy, and he used to be one of the most hated. He probably still is one of the most hated people in Dallas because he played for the Anaheim Ducks for so long, and he, he just to boss us around, bully us. But now he's part of our team. And I always compare him to all my baseball fans out there. He's like the Rugned Odor of hockey. If he's on your team, you love him. If he's not on your team, you hate him. There is no, there's absolutely no in between. So all of that being said, the puck drops. And then within three minutes of the game, Corey Perry does a, a illegal hit. He did like an elbow, like a side check to the head of an opposing player, which is a huge no-no. So he gets a misconduct penalty. He has to be ejected from the game. So he's doing this crazy, like, half-mile walk of shame in the Cotton Bowl. It was kind of nuts watching that happen. And somebody has to serve a five-minute major penalty. So we go on the power play, uh, which means the other team has one more player on the ice than we do uh, for this particular event. So, so we're on the power play. They Nashville immediately has a one-man advantage. And during that penalty, another penalty happens for us. So it's freaking five-on-three within like the first three or four minutes of the game, and they score. I mean, obviously, when you're a team of that caliber, you're going to score when you're given the opportunity. So we're already down one to nothing. Then they turn around, and before the first period's over, they score again. So, I mean, all that electricity from those 86,000 fans that were just chomping at the bit to get this game started, 
it just the life got sucked out of us myself included i was pissed i'm like there's so many there's so many freaking people here nonetheless it was just a frustrating thing we're like are you kidding me man this is we're they're gonna come all the way from nashville into the first winter classic down here in texas and they're gonna whoop up on us like this so we're down two to nothing and we're all pissed off and (laughs) this leads us into the first intermission which was like cringy and that's the only word i can figure out to to fit this event and what i mean by that is if you watch i'm sure there's people listening that went to the game or if you watched on tv i don't know how they depicted it but oh my god they were pushing the freaking Texan hick shtick harder than I've ever seen in my life, and I wanted to throw up. Like, don't get me wrong. I am, I am super proud to be from Texas. I love everything having to do with Texas, but the way that they were shoving it down everyone's throat, I'm like, okay, there's no wonder people think that we freaking ride our horses to school and to work every day. I'm not shitting you when I say that they were in the intermission. They go down to the... <laughs> like the the ice there's like a big area because it's on a football field so the rink doesn't take up the whole field so there's an area down there with grass and whatnot and there's a announcer that's kind of talking and he's like not an exaggeration he's well, hey y'all thanks for coming out to the cotton ball here now we're gonna, if you can just direct your attention to the eastern corridor we've got cletus and we're gonna show y'all a pig race isn't that i mean it's gonna be a hell of a show y'all watch them down and i'm not kidding you they did a pig race and we're all like, are you, are you kidding? And not only did they do one, they did three every intermission. So there's that. And if that's not enough, as soon as the pig race is over, they're like, all right, now let's take it over to Jim Bob in the corner. He's going to be showing y'all how to do these lasso tricks on our on our longhorns. And, and woo, it was the stupidest thing I've ever seen. And I don't know, I don't know who was in charge of all that, but like it, it was – it was very much uncomfortable to watch it. And everyone at the stadium was kind of looking at each other like, uh, what is happening? Because it, it was very overwhelming how much they were trying to be like, yeah, Texas, you know, longhorns and, 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 and steak and, and, and two-step. And, oh, yeah, they had, a, they had a dance floor over there with these people who were violently two-stepping. I mean, like, twirling these people around and doing flips and shit. And I'm like... What is going on? It was so uncomfortable. And they did it over and over and over and over and over and over again. And I get it. We're in Texas. We're at the Cotton Bowl. We're where the Texas State Fair happens. But Jesus Christ, give it a rest because it's uncomfortable. And I'm from here and I love Texas. And this was like too much. That's all happening on the in-between periods. And then they bring uh, Midland out, which is a band from here. And they, they put on a pretty good little little performance. I mean, it's better than than nothing at all. And uh, the intermissions are 20 minutes, so you, you got to do something to fill your time. So anyways, there's that. Uh, we go on to the second period. I don't think anybody's – I think we might have scored. Uh, I don't, that was a forgettable one, but we go into the third period. Uh, I was still losing. And um, we end up tying it up 2-2, two to two, which, uh, thank goodness, that brought life back into the stadium. Uh, they might have scored in the second period. I'm not 100% sure. But um, anyways, we, we score. We get back. We're, we're tied. And – the way that we tied it was crazy because the man who scored, Blake Como, is not a huge goal scorer. I think he has like four or five goals on the season. So we're like, oh, hell yeah, let's let's do it, man. So he scores, um, and then Matthias Janmark scores, which he's not a huge goal scorer as well, but these are both kind of like 
third and fourth line guys for us. They're more of like contributing players, not necessarily spotlight players. So we got two two goals from guys that you wouldn't really necessarily expect them from. So we're super fired up about that. Life gets you know bursted back into the building, and then my boy Alexander Radulov gives us the 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 lead in the game on a one timer. It was insane slap shot, beautiful like you couldn't you couldn't draw it up any prettier than this. And Radulov is one of the guys that's supposed to do that. He's one of the big time contributors, and for him to kind of give us that boost, that lead, especially in that atmosphere. I think it was game over from there. So um, within like the last five minutes of the game, another unlikely hero comes in, Andre Sekera, who's been in the league forever. He's a defenseman, and he plays like like six minutes a game. He's, he's never on the ice for us, basically. And he scores his first goal of the season. So we're like, hell yeah, man. Everybody's kind of putting in their two cents here. So it was awesome. The stadium was like seriously to the point where you could feel it in your chest and like your 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 head was like throbbing. It was so loud and just the momentum change from that awful first period into us winning 4 to 2 in that atmosphere at home, first one ever in an outdoor stadium that you know in a like in the Texas area or a southern state for that matter. So cool. And it was a divisional game. You know, the Predators and the Stars do not like each other. There's no secret about that. There's, it's not even, there, there's no trying to hide that. As a matter of fact, uh, Jason Dickinson, who plays for us, uh, he did like an intermission interview, like a little one-minute interview, and he's like, I think he said, yeah, man, we, we hate the Predators and they hate us, and and we couldn't even hear the rest of the interview because everyone started yelling so loud and clapping for him, so it was just cool. That put us uh, tied into, I think we're tied for second or into third. We have like 50 points on the season now. So it was, it was nuts. We're killing it. Everyone's doing good. It was a, an experience that you can take forever. You almost kind of forgot that you were at a hockey game just due to the the size and the spectacle of what was going on. But it was, other than the, the cringeworthy shoving Texas culture down your throat, one of the coolest days ever. I think basically about 40 40 of the people i've ever met in my life were at that game i didn't realize how many people were going and you just look on social media the next day and it's like holy crap everybody i know was a stars fan on that day which is awesome too you know we think everybody's kind of got their they're shaking off their dallas cowboys hangover and they're they're throwing on their victory green which i'm i'm all about it so just wanted to come on here and let y'all know that it was so cool and and if you're not a hockey fan by now at least give it a chance you know just turn on the game they have like a three or four more months of the season and they're making a playoff push already we're over that hump we're in contention and if all things go according to plan and everybody stays healthy on this team we can really make a, a push for the playoffs and, and and maybe take it even deeper than that you know um but that's the beauty of hockey. You know, if, if it's all about staying healthy, just like any other sport, if, if one of your big guys goes down, you got to have the, the youngsters to come fill in that spot. And we've got the roster depth to do so, but yeah. So you, I've preached it a thousand times on here before, but if y'all aren't already fans, go ahead and jump on the the bandwagon. We got plenty of room and I'm sorry if you, <laughs> if I, I've been shoving all this Dallas star stuff down y'all's throat for a while now, but they just fire me up. And uh, the Winter Classic was one of the best gifts I've ever received in my life. It was so much fun. I hope they do it again here 
uh, in the future. I think that they will because this was the the second highest attended hockey game ever, I think. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was the second or maybe even the first. But, I mean, 86,000 people, that, that's an insane amount to get shoved into a stadium to watch a hockey game. Uh, that's where they do the Texas and OU game every year for football. And they I heard some of the people that work there saying that this looked just like one of those games just with – different colors in the stands but crazy experience a lot of fun we walked away with the w and we're well on our way to a playoff push now so that's my little reader's digest uh synopsis of the game i'm sure i kind of butchered some of that throughout this podcast because i was you know your emotions are all over the place when you're at that moment and in that that scenery that feel but nonetheless what a cool night what a cool day great day to start off 2020 and the boys are riding it out and got a couple more months of hockey to go so we're looking forward to all that once again thank you all for listening thank you all for supporting thus far uh got some new merch coming in really soon gonna play around with some new colors and whatnot for the hoodies and maybe even try out some some koozies and stuff like that but y'all y'all sold out all my other stuff so i appreciate you more than you know if you haven't already, please go give the Instagram and the Facebook page a follow or a like or a sub- subscription. Um, those are going up daily, weekly, monthly. So I appreciate all that thus far, but keep it up. You guys are awesome. And thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time.